0: Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me uh, online at Newworth Law, N E U W I R T H L A W, or by phone at 215 259 3687. I'm talking today about punitive damages. So, What are punitive damages? Punitive damages are extraordinary, unusual, unlikely, and not going to happen type damages in civil lawsuits. They are a means by which you can ask, as a lawyer, you can ask a jury to punish the defendant, the person you're suing, for their conduct. I cannot begin to express how unlikely, unusual, and not going to happen that situation is for a variety of reasons. First of all, there's not a lot of times in personal injury lawsuits where someone is acting so recklessly, so wantonly, so beyond the pale of what is normal negligence that you're going to have a strong case. The typical punitive damages cases are often alleged by lawyers as follows you are a drunk driver you have had three drunk driving convictions you go out drinking for the night you drink too much you get in your car you drive down the road you lose control you fall asleep and you drive into oncoming traffic and you kill a family of four punitive damages well yeah it might be appropriate there how often is that? thankfully not too often Why is that a punitive damages situation? Well, because, first of all, you know, the conduct is is clearly unacceptable. Second of all, arguably, it's not really negligent, you know, accidental sort of less than the care we would prefer as citizens. Really, you sort of knew this was going to happen. It was pretty likely to happen. You did it anyway. So that's the punitive damage situation. Or, you know... Here's another one. Uh, you operate a bus company. Bus company um, is responsible for touring alumni around a college campus, you know, in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And you hire a bus driver who has a history of uh, substance abuse. And sure enough, he's using, using substances while operating your bus. And he drives over a cliff and kills the alumni. Punitive? Yeah, you could probably get punitive damages against the company in that situation. Um, certainly you're going to allege it. Are you going to end up getting punitive damages at trial? Well, that case probably isn't going to trial. So most punitive damages are situations where there's extreme negligence or extreme um, you know, improper action by the defendant, and 99% of the time those cases are going to settle. They're not actually going to go to A jury, mostly because the defense lawyer is going to say to the insurance carrier who's backing up the company or the defendant, look, um, you're going to lose this case 12 ways to Sunday. There's no way you're going to win the case. So the case has to get settled. Don't worry about the punitive so much. But if you were to get all the way to a jury and a jury came back with a finding of (coughs) punitive damages... What does that mean? What happens there? Most insurance policies will not cover you for punitive damages. So then as a lawyer, you've successfully achieved something for which there is no insurance. Again, not a great outcome if you're the lawyer, right? You don't want to win cases and and not have insurance. Maybe you get a big insu- you get a big verdict but it didn't have anything to do with the punitive damages most likely. So what is the effect of punitive damages? Well, people call up and say, "We've got, I've got a punitive damages case. Well, yeah, you do, but that's not how it's going to play out. What's the use or the effect of punitive damages? It's as follows. If you have a serious enough negligence case, as the lawyer representing the injured person, You're going to threaten the punitive damages, and the insurance company is going to know that they don't want their insured, they don't want the defendant who hurt you to be exposed to a verdict that's beyond their policy limits. So how does that, what does that mean? Well, what it means is this. Let's say the drunk driver in our situation where they killed the family of four has $100,000 of insurance coverage, which would be a lot. $100,000 slash $300,000 is how the policy be written. So there would be $300,000 for insurance coverage for the uh, family of four. Maybe they have their own coverage, maybe they don't. I plead or allege punitive damages in my complaint. I'm all bent out of shape about how egregious and ridiculous the situation is. The insurance company is most likely going to tender or offer the full 300 pretty soon after the crash or somewhere in the litigation. I'd be surprised if they didn't. However, let's say they don't, and we are on the precipice of trial, we're picking a jury, and the judge says, yes, I'm going to permit punitive damages here. Uh, Most likely, what should happen on the other side, on the defense side, is the defendant drunk driver's uh, personal lawyer or the defendant drunk driver himself or the insurance company's lawyer who's representing him through their insurance policy should say, look, sir, we can settle your case or we are going to settle your case for $300,000 today because otherwise, you know, if you get hit for $600,000 – there's $300,000 of insurance coverage that's, or $300,000 of judgment that's not covered. So the insurance company can then be held responsible. Let's say the jury does come back for $600,000 and there's only $300,000 in coverage. What happens? Well, then the plaintiff's lawyer, me, is going to look around and try and take the guy's house. Or more likely, I'm going to go to the defendant drunk driver and say, you were treated shabbily by your insurance company. I would like to represent you to sue your insurance company for bad faith because they could have settled your case for 300000 but they chose to gamble, roll the dice with your personal assets. Most of the time, the defendant drunk driver is going to say, you're right, Mr. Newarth, I think I was treated shabbily. I should have had my case settled by my insurance company for my policy limits of three hundred, and you would have gone away. And I would say, yes, I would have gone away. So then I can sue the insurance company for $300,000 that they weren't originally on the hook for because they didn't have a policy for that. So what is the effect of that? The effect of that is the insurance company is going to settle that case for three hundred dollars to avoid an excess verdict, which is what we call it, and to avoid their own policyholder suing them for bad faith. So that's the argument. That's what happens. I had a case about, I don't know, about a year ago, summer, where a driver... Let me try and explain the events of this case. There were two people in a single car accident. A driver and my client was a passenger. The driver is driving 95 miles an hour on 95 South goes to take an exit, can't control the car, skids out of control, <clears throat> bangs left and right off the side guardrails on a twisty turny exit into the center city. Car's wrecked, driver's not hurt, my client's hurt. For various reasons, the case ends up going to trial mostly because my client had a whole bunch of subsequent car <laughs> accidents, but at trial there was i filed a you know motion in limine regarding my punitive damages claim or the defense filed one to strike my punitive damages claim and you know the defense lawyer said this is not a punitive damages case and i said look judge the defendant the driver in a moment of unusual candor told the insurance company he was doing 105 miles an hour. And I said, look, a jury could find that that was, you know, an area for punitive damages. And the law is pretty clear. The judge can and most likely should permit that charge of punitive damages to go to the jury, at least give the jury a chance to consider it. And the judge said, no, I'm going to let that case, that claim of punitive damages go to the jury. So then the defense lawyer was in an extremely weak position, and the case ended up settling shortly thereafter for, you know, roughly what I thought the case was worth. So, you know, that's in real practice how it plays out. And the defense lawyer was, you know, pretty sure that it wasn't a punitive damages case for most of the time. And, you know, it was just a point I hadn't pressed. It just seemed ridiculous to me. So, you know, what ended up happening is kind of what I said. It's, it's mostly a pressure point and not much more than that. Those cases should and do get settled. All right, that's enough about punitive damages for today. This has been Ask Andy. I hold people accountable. Have a great day.